Hello. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of Hugh I Do, the podcast brought to you by your favorite cousins on the bright side. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Hugh I Do, the podcast that is going to help you tip, 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 not on hardwood floors, but your wedding vendors, because we need to know how, why, who we should tip in the reasons behind it. You know, a lot of people don't know if we should tip them, give them a gift card, not tip them at all because we're paying them sometimes a lot of money. And we want to unpack all that. So, you know, you're not the bride that your vendor is looking at later and is like, she was a hot mess. She was, she was ratchet. She didn't do X, Y, and Z. So we want to, we want to make you understand all of the things about wedding tipping. And so with that, we have a very, very special guest here with us today to tell us all about it. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Thank you so much, Ashley. Hi, everybody. I am Camille, Camille Plummer with June Plum Events. June is not my first name, although everyone thinks that, but it is Camille. I've been in the industry for about 15, 16 years and counting. Based in Brooklyn, New York, you know, the best place on earth next to Jamaica, where I was born. Uh, So I'm happy to be here. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. Oh, that's awesome. And I don't think we've had a lot of vendors from New York on the show. I think maybe really? maybe like two, a couple. Yeah. Maybe yeah. three. So you're missing out. It's okay. I I'm know. gonna bring the New York for you. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna keep the real Brooklyn for you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, how did you even get into like wedding planning in the first place? Um, It definitely wasn't something that I grew up saying, I want to be a wedding planner. Um, My background is in human resources, and I've been in human resources for, well, I was in human resources for over 20 years. Mm. Um, But while I was in one of the companies that I was with, um, we were responsible for doing all of the events at the, the company. And I took it and ran with it. And a cousin of mine decided to get married, um, one of my favorite cousins. And every single day we were planning this wedding. And it kind of was a little spark, but I still didn't think anything of it. But situation after situation after situation came up. And then I found myself as an event planner without even like really aspiring to be. And that was about 16 years ago is when I decided, okay, maybe there's something here. Mm-hmm. And then from there, from there's another there, one, here's somebody else that it, reaches it, out and it just, it just, spir- it really just spirals. I mean, my mother is like the planner for the family. Uh, she doesn't do anything basic, even though she says she's doing it basic. Never happens. Um, like I just remember growing up and always hearing about 
dusty rose. Like she just loved dusty rose and gold. And, you know, I have to have a uh, white linen and a dusty rose napkin with gold <laughs> flatware. And everyone is just like, well, does Dixie make that? Or, but no, she had to have the, the big chafing dishes instead of the foil pans. And this is Ooh. what, this is what I grew up around. So yeah. I think it was kind of evolution. Mm-hmm. So when I told her, she was a little excited and it kind of, it like literally just evolved. But my best friend and my cousin were very instrumental in saying, no, 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 you really, this is not just something that you, you need to look into this. And so they threw me this become a wedding planner party, gave me a gift card for my first business card and a business card holder and literally pushed me. And that's how I started. It's just client, word of mouth, and it just grew from there. I love that. And okay, mama being dusty rose and gold, because I feel like that's now. Like your mom was mm-hmm. ahead of our time. <laughs> ahead of her right. time. Yes. So I want to say maybe two, three years ago, I had a client that said they wanted mauve. I don't like mauve. I have not heard mauve in a long time. But that was when, I think it was Jay-Z wore a mauve. Was it Jay-Z? Or, somebody wore a mauve suit. I think it was him. I think Jay-Z, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, it's Dusty Rose coming back to haunt me. Like, I heard Dusty Rose so much growing up. I was like, I want nothing to do with it. And then I saw this mauve suit. And then all of a sudden, everybody wants mauve. And I'm like, you know, that's just Dusty Rose, right? That's really just Dusty. That's all it is. Dusty oh, my Rose. God. So, yeah, it was. She was way, way ahead of her time. Like right now, because of, you know, the cultural differences and how she did things. I told her I was doing a black wedding with black linens. Clutch her pearls. She was like, black? This isn't a funeral. This is a wedding. I said, yes, and it's sexy. She cannot wrap her head around it. She's like, what about Dusty Rose? Absolutely not. <laughs> She's like, still talking about Dusty Rose. <laughs> And I'm like, lady, we're not doing Dusty Rose. I had to tell her, I said, we're calling it Moth now, by the way. Yeah. Wow. I wonder like how holidays were in your household, like Christmas, Thanksgiving. Was she bringing out the Dusty Rose around then? We have, you know, we have the dining room set where no one sits at unless it's Thanksgiving or Christmas, right? And then we have, I don't even know what they call them now, but it's like a break front and we have all these drawers. Inside, there's one drawer full of table linens. There's another one full of different color napkins. And you best believe there's a golden and dusty rose in each of them. And at the bottom drawer, there's like these fancy placemats. So nothing is ever basic for her, even though she thinks it's basic. But now, because she's so involved in my weddings and my clients, she's like, oh, nothing is basic, huh? Like, so she's throwing it back in my face because I'm like, can't you just, you know, put anything, you know, no one's really paying attention. So now she's seeing me do what she did. So she's, you know, payback and say, you know what? But no, nothing was ever, we had a whole wedding in this basement had 50 people and she said it was a really intimate wedding it was one of her best friends and I wasn't here for the setup I think I was flying in and I came in and I came downstairs and I saw candelabras and tables and this is I want to say it might be 17 years ago and I said wow. to her, I look I 
opened the door and I looked downstairs and I said, this was a small, intimate wedding just for your friend and, you know, the kids. And there's candelabras and table and napkins placed effortlessly and silverware. And, and I was like, this is a small wedding. How did we get here? And she goes, you know, it's just, um, you know, I had things. So, and I said, oh. Just pulled it out the house. Like, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, her, her friend is getting married. Like, let me just. I guarantee you, if <laughs> anyone that we know is having an event, the first person they're calling is my mother. Do you have... And I'm sure the answer is going to be yes, because if you want it, she has it. Oh, my God. Wow. She was like, oh, no, this is not going to be just a regular basement no. you know, type ceremony. This is going to be an extravaganza. This is elegance. Yeah, yes, this is yes. stop traffic. This is yeah. a wedding. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's still going to be a wedding. It's And that's honestly, I love it about her because that's how I grew up. So, for instance, last year, I lost my aunt, one of my favorite aunts, her best like she has four other sisters, but this is like, you know, and we had, we had Memorial in Florida, but we had the burial and funeral in Jamaica. So being who I am and being my mother's child, and this is my favorite aunt, I was like, absolutely. This is not going to be just something we threw together. Yeah. We used our old family church, which it's not really used, but it's what we kind of grew up in. And I had draping and we had, you know, brought in plants and, you know, her favorite color was green. So we had the touch of green. Another aunt and myself, we are always responsible for decor. She looked at me, she goes, you know, you're your mother's child. And I said, get up it. Like I brought linens from here for the repast that was on our house. Like the whole suitcase of linens. But, you know, mm -hmm. life is to be celebrated. Yeah. And... Your loved ones are supposed to be cherished, you know, while they're here and beyond. And I take these things seriously and personally. So if there is a way to zhuzh it up, I'm a zhuzh. That's the type of person you need in your corner when mm -hmm. you are doing anything. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it's not a little moment. We're going to, we're going to take it up a notch and it's. It's what you grew up knowing. So you, you can't do anything but. I don't even know how to be another girl. I, I, I don't. And yes, you're right. I mean, you, it's, these are memories you're creating. You know, it might be one day, as I hear people say, but, you know, every day is another day when you're taking a breath, you're waking up, you have a life to live, you know, and you make the most of it. It doesn't always have to include dusty robes and a gold napkin um <laughs> but you make it you make it special and now here it is you have this opportunity you found your person that you want to share your life with and i think you should celebrate it you should make it memorable for sure love that well we can't wait to talk all about tipping <laughs> <laughs> with you but first we are going to dive into everyone's favorite game we are going to play this or that this is a game we play every single week with our lovely guests like yourself where basically you pick between one option or the other it's like the instagram games you see so because you are our very special guest camille you're gonna go first and then tania will go and then i'll go and then we'll start back over but you have to explain why. So two, 
start. Would you prefer to have the wedding venue that is like 75 miles out of the nearest like metropolitan area? But it's like a very beautiful venue, checks all the boxes. Or would you prefer to have the venue that is in the metropolitan area that doesn't necessarily check all those boxes? Like it's beautiful, but maybe you're going to have to like grab some rentals because it doesn't like include all of the chairs and the tables you would need like the one 75 miles north would so that's painful <laughs> i would probably say and of course this depends there's so many factors into how i would you know recommend one or the other to my client because it's never just black or white right there's a lot of things to consider but in this particular case without knowing everything I would probably say let's let's stay close because chances are you're going to want to personalize that space regardless, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, typically, or a lot of the times when my clients are looking for me or a wedding planner, they're looking for a personal experience. So it's very rare that you walk into a space and you're like, oh, this is me. This has everything I want. Um, if you're looking for that type of wedding. So chances are we're going to be changing a few things. We're going to be changing chairs. We're going to be bringing in flatware. Um, We're definitely adding custom linens because no venues linens is amazing. Um, So that's going to happen regardless, unless you're looking for an experience where you're taking your guests on the destination, then I would definitely lead the other way. But if it's just black and white based on what she gave me, I'd say, let's stay home because we're going to, we're going to change it up anyway. Good point. Very good point. Well, I'm going to choose the venue that is 75 miles away. (laughs) Why? Partially because, like you said, it has everything that I want and that I need. Um, I have no problem driving or taking a drive. And I'm pretty sure the people who, who I have invited to my wedding don't have a problem either. Now, hopefully it's not like a desert town. No, because, you know, if people stay overnight, you know, which most likely they will, you know, I want to make sure that it's not like a sundown town or anything like that, you know, because we in the south. So <laughs> I was about to ask where you go, because if 75 miles out of New York, you're in a whole new world, like gotcha. a whole new world. Right. So it's like, it's like, uh, we're not here. in Kansas anymore. So there's a yeah. huge difference on yeah. what's here and what's 75. I went 91 miles away two weeks ago. And I'm like, what <laughs> get me out. <laughs> I dropped my pen. you know yes it's definitely experience but it's a different Mm -hmm. and it all depends on what kind of experience you want but yeah yeah Yeah, that's true that's true but if it's like birmingham because you know like birmingham is not too far from atlanta you know so that's you know even though it's not the major city it's a smaller city Mm -hmm. you know so something like that like i wouldn't mind especially if it had all the bells and whistles that you know, that I wanted mm-hmm. um, just because I kind of feel like, like I really would have to have the best team to turn the other venue into what, you know, I want. And so mm-hmm. sometimes that's not always possible because the best right. people are sometimes already booked like a year, two years in advance. So yes. let me just 
you know, go to this venue where they have everything and then some, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, I get it. No, I totally get it. Totally get it. Well, I'm going to go with a venue 75 miles north of the city. And my reason for that is hopefully that discourages some people from attending. And we're going to drop the guest count, which means we're going to save me some money. Because <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, I'm going to have to fly in and rent a car or like and take an Uber mm-hmm. and get up there. Yeah. It will have people second guessing, like, wait a minute. Yeah. I can't get there from the two train. Make the wait, decision. What? You going where? Exactly. Tell me what it's, it's a beautiful it's venue. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, you're right. But it will do that. Mm-hmm. It def- You know, when people call me, they say, I'm going to have a destination wedding because it's going to discourage some people mm-hmm. from coming. That is, a, that is a fact in people's minds. Mm-hmm. But go someplace beautiful and give them two years no, um, notice. Noted. Yeah. Oh, they're booking. Oh, they're coming. <laughs> oh, we right. saved up. I'm on a payment plan. <laughs> like- and honestly, after COVID, I kind of feel like everyone is just like, like, oh, you're going to have a destination wedding? Oh, you know, I'm like, Say I'm, I'm going to be there. Right. Yeah, basically, because, you know, everyone was stuck in the house for so long. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. So it's like a plane, like, even though these tickets keep increasing. Oh, every my day, gosh. I but heard about still, one. you know, where there's a will, there is a way. There is a way. And so that is a fact, a fact. Before COVID, there were more people that didn't show up to weddings. After COVID, oh, people are trying to celebrate by any means necessary. Yeah. Oh, wait, you bought a new vase and you're having a little brunch at your house? I'm coming. <laughs> you're going to Timbuktu to celebrate your 23rd and the third birthday? We are in there. Right. Give people any reason for a free beverage and a free meal they're coming i've had to communicate that to my clients like listen i know there are some people that won't show up but we're in the show up time so don't invite people that you think are not gonna you know and you think 25 are gonna come maybe two won't come yeah you know life mm-hmm. is so short and yeah, so that too you know i kind of feel like the pandemic pretty much like solidified that and so you know, if it's dealing with family, you know, we're going to try to be there because we know yes. that, you know, tomorrow's mm-hmm. not promised. And so exactly. days aren't looking too good these days, you know, there's a lot some going craziness on. going on in this world. And so I can't even yeah. believe this is real life. Yeah. So it's kind of like you just right. have to cherish each moment with your loved ones, whether yes. they be friends or family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So I they totally coming. agree. They're coming. Mm-hmm. So actually, they're coming at 75 miles, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on then. I mean, if you're on the list, I, I got to like you to some extent, right? All right. So the second round, would you prefer, so just think of this from like just your own personal thoughts. Like you don't have to put on a certain hat for this one. Would you prefer the vendor that includes 35% gratuity in their fee overall or the vendor that automatically charges you a tip two weeks after the wedding if you don't tip so 35 percent already in the fee or say 35 percent automatically two weeks later if they don't see any sort of gratuity first of all that two weeks later charge person you got some nerve <laughs> 
So I would rather you tell me up front, this call it an admin fee, labor fee, mm-hmm. you know, dishwashing fee, whatever. I'd mm-hmm. rather know that up front, agree to it up front and pay it up front. Don't come back. Tipping is supposed to be, you know, subject to the tipper's feelings or wishes, right? Don't come back to me two weeks later and say, oh, you didn't tip me, so I'm taking this money. Absolutely not. When Chase calls me about that bill, I'm going to say, no, I did not authorize this. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, wasn't me. No. <laughs> Definitely up front. Absolutely up front. Okay. I'm with Camille on this one. Like, tell me up front, like, hey, we expect this 35% tip. Um, but honestly, I kind of feel like, you know, that vendor could have also did a horrible job. And so, you know, yes. that may decrease. Yes. But yeah, I don't want them coming back two weeks later. Mm-mm. So maybe I should have told y'all this before, but both <laughs> of these vendors also had this in their contract. So like, still you would have... You this wouldn't have been a surprise, basically. Like yeah. it would have been there. But still, I'm with y'all. Let me just let me just divvy this thing on up because when I don't know how this gonna exist. go. So at least that you thought about that on your own and padded your services and your fee. So you are taken care of. Yes. Comma however, to me, the type of vendor that puts that in there. <laughs> Is because of the conversation we gonna have tonight. They not the, the the kids are not tipping, or you're not getting the adequate amount. So it's like, let me just go ahead put this fee on in, so that me and mine are taken care of. Now that two weeks later, Change outside of like your planner, your photographer, and your videographer, who am I still talking to two weeks later? So if I see my check, like my account gets hit, you just get back maybe from like your honeymoon. <laughs> and then it's like <laughs> you are going to be pissed off you've done reconcile the account you're right. like okay now it's time to enjoy married life and here comes this deduction I'm or sorry, maybe what? now you're like i have to make sure i go ahead and like tip you in this window of time so that you don't hit me with this okie doke fee yeah, I, I still think it's ridiculous. Like if if it's that first if it's that important to you, then let's get it out of let's let's handle it before the wedding or at least the wedding night. Because after the wedding, everybody is looking to move on. I don't know, not many people get to their wedding and they're like, Oh, I can't wait to continue this weeks and weeks and weeks. No. They're like, All right, I'm done. Now here you come two weeks later. Like, with a tip. No. Yeah. No. They've been with you for like maybe months. a year, maybe yeah. maybe six months, maybe eight months, but definitely a year and some change, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, okay, our conversation, you should have had this conversation long before. And if you don't it's agree with a reminder. It, yeah. But then also after, after you read the contract, you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, I may not go with that vendor because- Mm-hmm. This. And so, I mean, I feel like it's up to the individual and the vendor to, you know, make sure that that's up front and that they discuss it. But yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we are all on the same accord there. So that makes for the perfect transition of all the questions and the things we have to talk to you about tonight. So I will just go ahead and get this thing started. Can you just let us know why 
is tipping important in the wedding industry? Tipping is a way of saying good job, showing of appreciation. It's an acknowledgement that you did the thing you said you were going to do and you did it well, right? Um, There's nothing negative in, in tipping. It's, you know, it's that plus when you do like a check. It's a check plus. It's like the cherry on top. It's the epitome of thanks. And that's really what um, tipping is. But does everyone understand it? Not really, because they just, if you don't grow up with a mindset of tipping, then you're not going to, unless you're coerced or nudged or educated, you're not going to automatically consider gratuity um, when you're dealing with any service provider. You know, whether it's the wedding industry or not, it's there's people that you talk to them, they automatically assume, assume I'm going to add, I'm just going to factor in 10% um, just in case, you know, for as gratuity. Some people are like, what? Oh no, you asked me for a hundred dollars. That was my fee. That's what I'm giving you. Bye. They're not thinking of, and that's not necessarily a bad thing on the person, um, which is why it's important for you to charge what you charge so that you earn what you earn. The tip is supposed to be in addition to that, not supplemental base income. Perfect. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So which vendors are typically tipped and which ones are not? Well, all of your vendors should be tipped, but the ones that are usually consistently tipped, I will say is the catering staff. Um, so if you're getting married at a wedding venue or a catering hall, there is a big discussion about gratuity, whether they include it in the bill or not. So a lot of people will consider it on their, have it in their mind. A lot of them, and I prefer they include it. If you expect it, then put it on the invoice rather than expecting it and then being disappointed. Um, so typically the catering team will get a tip, the DJ, your photo video. People like that are remembered to give a little something at the end of the night. Um, Who isn't remembered? A lot of times it's your floral team, your delivery staff. And the reason why sometimes is because the couple doesn't really have a lot of interaction with them throughout the wedding day. You're having a wedding that has any kind of production. Your floral team is in and out and you don't even see them. So it's they kind of get overlooked. Um, a lot of times wedding planners do not get tips. We are handing out your tips, but there's not always an envelope for the wedding planner. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say the beauty team also is usually receiving a tip because a lot of them are getting paid on the day of, and there's that immediate gratification that's remembering. Um, but there's a lot of people that are not getting a tip. Quick piggyback question off that before the next one. Should we tip the venue? Do we need to tip the venue? (laughs) Well, it depends on the venue. Again, I'm always going to say everyone should get a tip if they're eligible for a tip. Tipping the maitre d' or the sales manager is like tipping the venue um, because who's doing the work? The sales team, the maitre d', the bridal attendant, the servers. So you'll see sometimes in the invoice, there will be either a flat fee, let's just say 2,500 or, you know, 15 to 20% of the total bill before taxes. You'll see something like that. And that's to cover 
the house with the exception of the sales manager who got you in the door and the maitre d who's there with you on the day of so they're sometimes they're separate and they're not their gratuity is not in that pot so they'll say they'll remind you oh the maitre d you know your bridal attendant give them something separate so you're tipping the venue but it's really the staff now when you're doing like a raw space you know like a a loft or any type of non-catering hall where you're bringing everything in down to the chairs, they do get overlooked because they're not as tangible as, you know, the sales manager at the catering hall or the maitre d', um, you know, because the people that's doing the work, all of the work at the raw space venue are the people that you bring in. So you're tipping them directly. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. So this is a question that I definitely had while and kind of after my wedding planning process. But what about like you said we should basically tip every vendor that is eligible. But how should we move about tipping our photographer and videographer? And the reason why I say that is because we're still waiting on what they are promised to provide us mm-hmm. after our wedding is over. So I understand like putting the money in an envelope or a gift card or whatever it is and having that passed out the day of the wedding. But I don't know how long it's going to take so-and-so to give me my photos. And I don't know if the editing style is going to actually align to what I saw on mm-hmm. their website and their Instagram. You know, like how do we maneuver that Also, because some of us really see tipping as like a thing for great service. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts? So I totally get your point. Um, And I've had clients have done both things. They've tipped at the end because you're doing your due diligence, right? Hopefully you're doing your due diligence. You're qualifying these vendors. If you either have spoken with referrals or you have a planner that has worked several weddings with these people that's seen not just what they post on Instagram, but also like a full product to say, yes, this aligns with me. Now in those particular situations, that vendor has showed up, they've showed out on the wedding day, right? And you're going to know if that photographer or videographer did what they were supposed to do, because you're also going to know if they didn't. Like if you can never find this person, if they're not present, if they're not engaging, if they're not making you feel comfortable behind the camera, because listen, as much long as I've been in this industry, have me sit to do like some stage photo or video. I am awkward. I'm like, oh, what, is this the right thing? You know, so they're going to want to make you feel comfortable with the process. So working with your photography, photographer and videographer is not all, not just about the output. That's a huge part of it, but it's everything in between to get you to that stage, right? So it's still good to tip them at the end of the night. I've had clients that have done that, has given them maybe a partial tip. And then once they've gotten the final product, they will either send another tip or a gift or some other type of things, whether it's a review, a gift card, a referral, whatever it is, they show their appreciation. Most of their work is done or a lot of their work is done after a wedding. And when you see that outcome and you're like, 
you know, it takes you back to that moment. It's nice to say, thank you for making me feel that way. So there's, to mm-hmm. answer your question, Ashley, there's, it, it, your, it's your comfort level. Okay. Right. It's, it's all about what, where do you place the most value on? Is it the product or how, or, or, or the process? If it's the process, then the wedding day is a part of the process. So so it's good to give them something at the end of the night. If it's the product, Mm -hmm. then you're probably going to feel more comfortable to make sure you receive your pictures and they look better than you expected to, to look. And it transcends, it takes you back to that space then you may feel better doing it then. Makes sense. Thank yeah. you. Now, what factors should couples consider when deciding how much to tip? Because that is big, because we don't know. Because, you know, whenever we go to a restaurant, we know, okay, 20%, or mm-hmm. between like 15 and 20%. And like some people actually tip more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, how do you determine how much to tip, especially after paying them a, lot of a large amount? Yes. <laughs> Again, that's personal. I, what I usually do, I will give my clients like a tipping guide and it will have 15 to 20%, 10 to $20. And whether you give this person $10 or you give this person $20, it will depend on how that person made you feel. Right. And so it's, it's, it's personal. I mean, you ultimately have, it's your bank account. These are your funds. Right. So whether you're giving a hundred dollars or two, just like when you go to the restaurant, if my taco was not up to par, then maybe you're gonna get five percent and not twenty. Five percent. Right? <laughs> I mean, but that's real. Yeah, that is I mean, real. Yeah, right. is poor, baby, you're not getting this twenty percent. Like, oh no, right. your tip yes. is do better. I mean, I'm, I'm laughing, but. <laughs> Just like when you go to the restaurant, if you know if this server is rolling their eyes, if they are constantly forgetting things, there's one part of your brain like, you know, they don't really get paid much. Their salary is based on, you know, this meal service or what we give them. But then you're like, well, you'll deserve the most. But then when someone is literally like it's a busy restaurant, right? There's a lot of things happening and your server is going out of their way. Thank you. Um, can I get you anything else? Can I refill your water? You're going to remember how they make you feel. And if they give you that warm and fuzzy and you, every time you think of them, it's like big, you know, they made you feel good about whatever that situation, you're going to probably tip them 25%, right? You're going to go outside of that. So you have to, you know, you have to think about your means and you have to think of the service and you have to think of what they were supposed to do and what they did. Did they exceed your own expectation? Then you're usually going to be higher on that spectrum. If they did all that they were supposed to do, not a thing more, then they may get the base. Thank you so much for breaking that down because I know a lot of us, you know, we're like, okay, well, we've already given you so much money. Like, you know, it's kind of like, okay, what? It's hard. It's hard. Which is why it makes sense in the wedding space that as you're looking at your budget, you're factoring in gratuity at the same time. It's Mm -hmm. very hard after I give you an invoice that says you're going to be paying $100,000 or whatever, right? And then two nights before, I'm like, okay, so give me $7,000 for your gratuity. You're going to look at me crazy. Like, we didn't just, who is gratuity? I didn't order gratuity. Who like, is gratuity? <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> what is happening here? But if it is in the conversation, 
throughout planning, if you have something to reference, if you're keeping it in your mind, then it's easier to part with that money because you already know it's coming. But that has to be your mindset, right? And if tipping is, it's not mandatory. So all we can do is we can make suggestions. We can give you guidelines. We can say, okay, to make it easier, I have the envelopes. Just let, just give me the loose cash. I will divvy it up, whatever the case is, but it's completely up to you. But if you know that's something you want to do, start from the beginning. You made a, um, a comment about when you're planning and when you're planning your budget, you should already start, you know, factoring in the gratuity. But a lot of people don't know how much weddings cost or how much, you know, a vendor may charge for their services. And so that's why it's very important to get a planner on board because they will tell you the real, real. And, you know, they will uh, refer people, but will say, this person's great. However, you know, you may be paying a pretty penny. So mm -hmm. you can go with this person. But just know this budget may need to increase, and then factor in the um and um and then factor in the gratuity. So you know, like as you're talking about all this, I'm just like, okay, yeah, you definitely need a planner because they'll be able to walk you through all of this. Because um, doing it alone, it's kind of like you're just trying to like navigate, you know, by yourself. So right, and you know what, your vendor should make you want to tip. You should feel like, like, what can I do to thank you? Like, you just made this the best experience ever, right? That's what you're, that's what you should be getting out of it. And I guarantee you that vendor might not even be worried about a tip because they know they're going to deliver. Those are the vendors that you want. The vendors that's going to make you want to say, thank you. Um, just, I can't thank you enough. That's what you ultimately want. So that the tipping is going to come with ease. It's when, I mean, there's a couple of things that things that happen when you feel negatively about tipping. It's one, you just don't have the money. And if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. That's life, especially the life we're living in now. Or this vendor just did not live up to expectations. And I've experienced that where I have this one maitre d' running me around looking for his envelope. I wanted to say, man, if you don't get away from me, because the one thing he did not do is earn a tip. Mm. And it's very hard as a maitre d to like to for you to want to say you owe me some money, right? Like that's how he was. He was really it was really an unpleasant experience for myself and for my clients. And I try to make everything warm and fuzzy for the for my clients so that they're not dealing with this. But he literally was in their faces being obnoxious, right? So at the end of the night, what is he doing? He's looking for his tip. Man, if you don't get away from me. And he was like, not trying to let me go. I'm like, listen, oh I did not sign a nobody's contract. Get away from me. Mm -mm -mm. It is. Oh my gosh. Listen. The audacity of some folks. Because what happens is when you have a planner and you don't tip, they're looking at us sideways. Like, your client didn't tip. 
What's, what you telling me that for? It's not, I, it's, I did not tip you. Like, I don't think, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You lucky you got service. <laughs> and they'll come up to me, they'll be like, well, I thought, and again, oh sometimes people want to tip, but things happen. I've had deaths in the family. I've had fires that have happened if we had to drastically adjust, you know, whatever. Life happens to everyone. So sometimes it's either they're not tipping or they're tipping later on, whatever. But don't run me down and look at me sideways because my client is not in the space to give you, you lucky you got paid on that. And so to get another envelope, it's wishful thinking, but it's not my fault. <laughs> right? It's not. And it's real. And sometimes we really are like the scapegoats for when clients don't tip. And I'm just like, I mean, they're coming up to me in my ear like, so um, do you have an envelope for me? So we, they're just eating salad. Like, why are you asking me for an envelope? Wow. Yeah. It's hard. We haven't even danced yet. What is happening? <laughs> she still have her she still has her heels on. She hasn't even <laughs> changed for the foot. <laughs> How do we get like sir, let me breathe. Let me breathe. Give no, they will Wow. Yeah. It's I have no idea. Oh listen. I literally had a, a sales manager. I think it was a sales manager. Run, like being dramatic when I say run, but literally follow my client around the entire venue for this tip. Now, granted, he deserved a tip, right? Deserved a tip. The service was great. However, they were not in the position at that moment due to unforeseen circumstances to tip. But it was very hard for him to absorb that. So it's like, at this point, you know, you did such a great job, but now you're kind of making it an unpleasant experience, which is not good. You know, tipping is not mandatory, subject to the person's personal beliefs, financial situation. Running them, running around behind them is not going to add any zeros to what you're already not getting. Yeah. Subtract. Right. Quickly. But like, who's not to say they may not, like, a few months later, when they yeah. are in a exactly. place, like, hey, exactly. we appreciate, mm-hmm. maybe here's an extra exactly. hundred, extra whatever. And, and it's Thank happened. You. Yeah. It's happened. It's happened a lot. It's just, for whatever reason, they can't in this particular moment. Or they forgot the wallet at the hotel or in the car with the envelopes, but literally running around behind them is unacceptable. Mm, okay. So for those that may not be able to, t- or just for anyone that needs to know, are there any alternatives to monetary gifts or your standard tip? Absolutely. And it depends on what you know about that person. People give gift cards, uh, people give app like gifts, uh, a referral or a review is always welcome. I don't want you going out here and buying like 50 gifts and giving everybody this gift because in order to buy that vendor a gift, it has to be meaningful to that vendor. 
right? Or it has to mean something. Um, so you know specifically that, like, for instance, if you give me a star, I don't drink coffee. I literally had at one point had a stack of Starbucks cards in an envelope. I don't drink coffee. So while I appreciate the thought, I don't drink coffee. So I would give this as incentive to the team. Um, So this is why it's important to know who the person is, which is why money is easier because who's not going to use money, but to give them a gift is like, make sure it makes a difference. I've had some great gifts. One of the most recent gifts I got from a client was this large, I don't remember what it's called, but it's like this really large bag with wheels. I was actually going to buy it and we didn't even have the conversation, but I was actually going to buy it for myself because as a planner, that's going from point A to point B Mm -hmm. and I'm bringing things, I'm bringing an emergency kit, I'm bringing um, maybe I'm bringing your shoes from the hotel to the venue, whatever it is. So that makes a lot of sense for someone like me to make moving a large quantity of items from one part, you know, from one point to the next. So when I tell you it is like one of my favorite items and because it's just so useful for me. So it has to be a gift like that. Like I give that. It's like, you're not going to buy a lipstick for, you know, maybe your photographer that doesn't wear lipstick. Make it make sense. I love all your answers. Cause like, you're like <laughs> straight too. to the point. You don't sugarcoat. Right. I don't even know how. Like. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I tell my clients, listen, when the person that is on the consultation is the person that you're going to meet. You're not hiring me to yes you to death. That's just not what I couldn't do that if I tried. You're paying me way too much money for me to lie to you for eight to 14 months. Like, no, I'm going, you're going to do whatever you want to do, but I'm going to tell you the real with a smile. All right. So last question, what advice would you give the couples on navigating tipping etiquette for tipping vendors? Plan in advance. Hopefully you have a planner. If you're not personally attached to tipping directly, because there's some people that take pride and joy in tipping and they want to be the person that puts the money in your hand, right? If you want to make sure that they get it, you know, you're still grateful, then coordinate with your planner. Um, I usually walk with extra envelopes in my wedding day binder for this reason, because there's nothing worse than having to count 20s and figure out where to where to put it. So plan in advance, organize it, let the the planner know how much for whoever, put it in individual envelopes and hand it out at the end of the service or the end of the evening. So like your beauty team, end of the service, your photography, videography, DJs, the people that's actually present during the reception, close to the end of the service. Because sometimes at the end of the service, you just want to go home, you're barely standing. And sometimes the the photography and videography team is leaving before the end of the night. So you don't want to have to run them down afterwards. So close to the end of the evening, start handing it out and take it out of, take it out of your, get it out of your hands. And always have a little backup supply because sometimes, mm. so let's just say you say to yourself, um, I'm tipping $1,500, random number. So I'm going to have, and try to have like small, small um, nom- denominations, like $100, $20, 
five dollars, ten dollars, so that you can make change. But let's just say you're doing fifteen hundred dollars. Walk with five hundred dollars because a lot of times what you'll see is something happen and you'll feel like I really need to put a little bit more in this envelope or I didn't even consider this person, um, so I want to give them something. So you have hard, tangible money that you can say to your planner, okay. I want to give this person another envelope because it happens where there's someone that you're just like, no, this person was just too amazing. Great point. Yes. Very good advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. And all of this truly, I wish I would have had this conversation about three plus years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Listen, tipping is there's so, so much emotion behind the exchange of money do what works best for you, but be considerate of others. A lot of the people in the wedding industry are small business owners, right? Even if they have this big company name, it's run by one, maybe two people behind the scenes. So even if you're like, I'm paying this person a lot of money, this person has to pay staff, this person has to pay um, taxes, This person has to pay for overhead sometimes. So that big amount of money that you think this person is walking away from with that one contract, you know, cut that down by a third, two thirds. And sometimes that's really what goes into your pocket. And when you look at that, you're like, wait a minute, they're not really, I mean, they're getting paid, but it's not as much as I thought they were. And so then hopefully that will help you understand, oh, this person is not necessarily rolling in the dough. They're not buying several mansions with this one wedding. So I can give an extra 50. I can give an extra 100 because, again, they made me feel better than I anticipated feeling on my wedding day. They really did it. No, but you're right. You're right. Because I remember one of my um, one of my vendors actually broke that down for me. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. Like, your take home is, like, after you pay your team, after you, of course, set some money aside for your taxes, like you said, you know, it's kind of like, well, dang, I basically <laughs> made $2 per hour, you know? Right. It's, it's, a, <laughs> you it's know? a whole reality check out there when you see them zeros go to zero. Basically. Like, oh, yes. right. So yes. I hear a lot of people, I hear some people say, oh, you charge so much money. You don't need no tip. I charge money because I live in New York. Mm-hmm. It is not cheap here. There, you have to live, you have to eat, you have to survive, and you have to pay people. Um, a lot of the services that you have been utilizing as a member of my um, client base, I still have to pay for that, right? And it's not just one thing. It's like 15 different things just to make sure my service is above average or so you feel like you're getting what you're paying for. And this is... You know, sometimes it's the tips where you're like, okay, now I can get the shoes for the bag. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully this conversation has helped all of you because it has certainly helped us, even though we're, you know, we're on the other side of things, but we have friends, we have family members who are in the process of planning their wedding. So we can definitely give it some advice. We appreciate this conversation so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having, having me. And I hope I gave someone a little bit more insight into tipping and why you tip, why you should tip. You would feel better about the whole topic. Now we're going to go into wedding vendor love. 
Camille, who would you like to shout out this week? First and foremost, my planning bestie, Denisha with Funfed Fabulous. She's not only a wedding planner and designer, she's also a floral designer, something I want nothing to do with. She plays with pretty flowers. She makes it beautiful. I just don't have that patience in my life. Um, and she does it so well. So Denisha and I have probably been in the system uh, together for an excess of 15 years. And I'm one of her biggest fans. Also, would like to give some vendor love to one of my favorite makeup artists, Juicy Looks by Abby. I'm dying to get in her chair. She is one of the easiest people to work with. Um, when you're a planner dealing with several vendors, it's really nice to have people that you know you don't have to worry about. I'm going to get an answer. They're going to show up. They're going to show out. And at the end of the day, your skin is going to look like butter. And she's one of my favorite people to work with. Some vendor love to LJR Films, um, one of my favorite um, cinematographers to work with, husband and wife team. I usually tell my clients when I'm recommending them that you're going to forget that he's here. Uh, they're going to come in with a smile. They're going to be easy to work with. Your product is going to be beautiful. And it's just nice to have good vibes in your corner. You know, when you have people with a good spirit, all they're going to do is add to positivity in the room. And one more vendor love, NYC Flower Project, my favorite floral team that I work with a lot. We love each other so much. Lovely. Love that. Yes. yes. <laughs> all great recommendations. Uh huh. Thank you very much. I mean, listen, I'm nothing without my team. Nothing without the support of talented vendors, vendor partners, frienders, and friends in the community. You can do nothing by yourself. And it's good to have the support of the people that will treat your wedding as if it was their own. Yes, 100%. Well, Camille, we have to slowly let you go. But before we do... Where can people find you if, you know, they're in the area, they want to inquire more about your services, or maybe they just want to pick your brain a little bit more about tipping vendors or dusty rows and gold. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us where the people can find you. (laughs) I am on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And Twitter and threads as at June Plum Events. You can also find me at the Brooklyn Wedding Planner, which is my personal Instagram. You can also find me at the Wedding Tea Room. It is weekly live that myself and Fun Fit Fabulous Events does, where we talk about weddings, wedding advice, give you the tea, all the tea, nothing but tea. Um, we are on a little bit of a hiatus, right? Well, been on a long hiatus right now, but we will be coming back. But that's a great place to expand on what, you know, the knowledge that we dropped here and all about the whole wedding planning atmosphere. So that's the wedding planning tea room. My website is www.juneplumevents.com and that's plum with two M's. Perfect. And plum is with two M's, two everyone. M's, yes. My last name is Plumber. So it's June Plum with two M's. And no, my first name is not June. Let me say that again. (laughs) 
Well, thank you so much, Camille, again, for coming on, chatting with us, giving us all this wonderful information. I feel like we're definitely going to spend the block and bring you back. Um, I would love it. This was a good time. Yes. <laughs> this was yes. a way better conversation than what I could have ever imagined. I I I totally agree. Like I love your personality. I yes. love you keep it real. Yeah. I can only imagine what other like conversations we could have and like you just be like, girl, <laughs> listen, I am happy to come back. I had a fantastic time. Thank you so much for including me. For sure. I love all things wedding. So bring it on. Awesome. Well, thank you again and Cubus and all the listeners. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Don't forget to follow us everywhere you can. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even YouTube. You can find us at H-U-I-D-O-W-E-D, which is Who I Do Wed, or at Hue I Do Pod, which is H-U-E-I-D-O-P-O-D, on pretty much any of those platforms. In addition to that, if you want to know more about any of the amazing wedding vendors we've shouted out or any of the really cool wedding vendors we've had on the show as guests or just some awesome wedding vendors in general that maybe you don't know of, head to find.huido.com. There you're going to find over 600 wedding vendors that can help take you to your happily ever after. And no matter where you listen to Who I Do, if you could, please leave us a review. It will help other bride-to-bes and other people in the wedding planning space find a podcast that speaks to them as much as Who I Do speaks to you. 